0: hey what is going on everyone hope y'all had a great weekend and a big happy halloween welcome to another episode of outside the shoot i'm your host randy frame before we get to the otc player of the week we have to throw out a big congrats to the queen's gales university softball team for capturing the oua title last weekend in waterloo ontario the gales knocked off the 11-time defending champion western mustangs 3-2 in the finals Queen's shortstop Sarah Vanden Heuvel was named most valuable player, hitting an amazing 750 for the tournament. Congrats to Sarah and the whole Queen's University team on an impressive title win. This week's OTC Player of the Week honors goes to Arizona Razorback commit Ashton Reichard. Ashton hit a perfect 1,000 last weekend with two doubles, a home run, six RBIs, and six runs scored while playing with her impact Gold Jackson 18U squad in Plano, Texas at the Alliance Super Cup. Awesome job Ashton, best of luck the rest of the season, and of course with the Razorbacks in Arkansas. On to this week's guest and we sat down and chatted with the University of Washington alum and current member of the U.S. Women's National Team, the one and only Sis Bates. Sis has had an amazing career to date and it just continues to grow. She is a three-time Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, three-time NFCA All-American, the all-time leader in hits and triples for the Huskies, and was also named 2019 Seattle Female Sports Star of the Year. Not to mention, Sis is probably one of the best defensive players to ever play the game, in our opinion, and I'm sure many others. We're going to talk to Sis about getting her start in the game, how she got her nickname that she goes by to this day, the amazing story of her and her dad making six-hour, one-way trips every weekend for her to improve her game. That's just a crazy story. Uh, her journey to Washington that began for her after watching the 2009 Women's College World Series, her time at Athletes Unlimited, where we may or may not have had a fangirl session over Sam Fisher, (laughs) and much, much more. Sis was such a joy to chat with. The always happy and smiling sis that you see on TV is exactly who I had the pleasure of chatting with. Trust me when I say you're all going to enjoy this episode. So with that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, came, my action, it's on. I can't
1: describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. i got the world in my palm, Like scammer, action, it's on.
0: Here we go. We are happy to have on with us today three time Pac 12 Defensive Player of the Year, three time NFCA All American, University of Washington Huskies alum, and current member of the U.S. women's national team, Sis Bates. Sis, thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
2: Oh my gosh, of course. That intro. Wow. Good job.
0: <laughs> did a little bit of homework, what? Yeah,
2: you crushed that.
0: <laughs> How's things oh, going awesome. out in Seattle today? I got Seattle, eh? I sent that I sent yes, you a text last night. You got it. You got it. Yeah,
2: it's good. I um I worked out. I hit earlier. And then I treated myself and got my nails done today, which is like super out of the ordinary. So it's a great day in Seattle.
0: What a day. What a day. What a day. So what's what's been on the go since uh, AU wrapped up for you?
2: Yeah. So since AU, I have come back home. Um, I'm here with, I live with my boyfriend Jamal and our sweet little doggo Nala. So um, back home, I... Have been training, so I took the year off of coaching so that I could really pour a lot more time into myself and training. Mm -hmm. So I've been lifting. I partnered with like a spin company out here in Seattle, so I go to spin class. I just feel like the ultimate soccer mom right now, and I'm (laughs) loving it.
0: That's awesome! I'm loving it. That's awesome! Spin classes. What uh, that must be a pretty grueling.
2: Oh my gosh, it's actually. It looks like so fun. Like they're all cheering. How fun. No, it literally kicks my butt. And I get so embarrassed because at like, at the end of spin class, we do a little arm series with like a six pound weight. And I can barely get through the routine every time. And it's like two minutes. Is that right? Yes, oh, and wow. but hey, I'm getting stronger because those little muscles I don't usually use those when I throw around heavy weights. Apparently,
0: right? Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So imagine would have known. Yeah, exactly. Imagine you're uh, you're gearing up now to head to Guatemala in a couple of weeks for the Pan Am Championships.
2: Yep. So I'll go to Guatemala uh, November eighth, I believe, and I come home the twentieth. So I'm excited for that. It's actually really good that i'm going because usually during this time it's just um hitting in the cage and doing all that off-season jazz so i'm excited Mm. to see live pitching and get back with all my friends
0: get that red white and blue back on what
2: heck yeah how cool is that
0: yes and and Coach her is is head coach correct
2: she is yes and i'm so excited
0: yeah little familiar face there for you
2: Familiar face indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am really grateful that she is a part of um, the program.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Now, before we get to quick pitches, that little bunch of random questions for you. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask where the nickname sis came from. Cause yes, I'm dying. to. Okay.
2: Know. <laughs> I, I know it's so weird, right? Well, um, my government name, if you didn't know, everybody is Nicole, and nobody calls me that.
0: Who's I, who yeah, is Nicole? Who is Who
2: is that girl? <laughs> I don't know. Um. So when I was young, I grew up with, I have an older brother. His name's Jimmy. And I'm sure that I'll talk about him later. Mm -hmm. He's like my bestie, best guy in the whole wide world. Um, But I grew up with him and a bunch of our other guy friends. So I was kind of like the little sister. I also grew up with Maddie and Kendra, which you talked to earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where the nickname came from. And it's kind of like a family nickname. Uh, My family called me. it, And then it just kind of stuck through T-ball and then through coach pitch and through all of the stages and now look at me now everybody knows me by sis. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> that's uh, I know. It's wild actually. And, and you know what's funny? We uh, there's a friend of mine back home here. Like same thing. He's uh, his known his name on his birth certificates uh, Christopher, but he's gone by Chipper his entire life.
2: yeah Yeah. see it's like it's so odd and it's funny because i grew up playing with bubba too and her name is madeline which where in the world (laughs) did bubba come from but it came from her dad calling her that too so we have some funky nicknames around the series area i guess
0: i guess you do i guess you do that's (laughs) awesome and i'm glad i got the backstory of it uh quick pitches if you don't know
2: hit me if you don't know
0: it's random questions and i'm you can answer them as best you can.
2: <laughs> okay, if you don't know, now you know.
0: Now you know. First one. <laughs> if you had to live off one meal for a week, what would it be?
2: Oh, a meal. Okay, I'm gonna be broad, and I'm gonna say soup because there's so many different variations. I could get pho, I could get chili. Wow, any of the above.
0: Smart answer, right there.
2: Thank you. Wow.
0: See, my go-to is <laughs> always tacos, but I guess, you know, I, I guess I could mix those up as well.
2: Those are versatile. You could do breakfast. You could do so many different tacos. There we go.
0: There we go. Um, Biggest thing you miss at University of Washington?
2: Oh, man. The biggest thing I miss. I'd have to say, competing every day and like getting better with the same group of girls for like a common goal. Mm -hmm. I think now that I'm out, I'm like really cherishing that because when you get out in the real world, um, it's not as easy to do that. And it's just so joyful and hard and all of the things when you're in it. So I really miss that.
0: Yeah. Not to actually it's a sidebar question here. Now that you just said that, um, last year, like, you know, the season starts and, you know, you're already graduated. Was that like, you were on the coaching side of, side of things right yeah. at then? What was, uh, was that tough, you know, having to, you see everybody else getting ready for game action and, you know, you weren't a part of it for the first time in, in what, five years?
2: Yeah. Five years. Yeah. So coaching is a lot different because I mean, I'm competitive, of course, like I can't make that go away, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of hard because I can't get in there and do it myself. So it was a good teaching moment for me of, man, how do I explain these things that I feel and that I would do when I'm in the box? How do I explain that in the best way to these girls? So that's kind of where my friendships came in. So I was best friends with Sammy Reynolds when we played together and I coached her. So knowing the way that Sammy receives information, it was easier for me to um, give them all of the information that they need in a way that they need it right. for them to compete. But it for sure took me a second to to get in that kind of state
0: of mind. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, back to quick pitches now. Um, yeah, here we go. <laughs> on, a, on a scale of one to 10. With ten being the best, rate your dancing skills. Oh Lord!
2: <laughs> well, I would like to think that it's a ten, but goodness, I know uh, I have no rhythm. But I like to have a good time, so I'm going to say eight oh, because f- I'm not afraid to dance.
0: No, I it know it might not be the
2: best, but I'm going to do it.
0: Hey, confidence alone is a nine. <laughs> I'm giving you. I'm giving you a nine on the confidence alone.
2: Okay, there we go. <laughs>
0: uh, best swag you've received from adidas so far
2: Mm, for sure my custom cleats Mm. i am a hundred percent obsessed i think they're the coolest things ever and uh, i just don't know how i'm gonna create a cool a cooler one (laughs) because i get to create one every year and i just don't know how i'm gonna top it because i love mine so much that would
0: be amazing to you know, oh, I'm gonna create a cleat, huh?
2: Yeah, how stinking cool is that?
0: <laughs> that is amazing. That's yes. awesome. Actually, you posted a video, of the one you're the ones you have right now, correct?
2: Yeah. So yeah. the ones I have right now have like a smiley face right. and hearts and all the things on the bottom, and it's so stinking cute.
0: Yeah, those those are pretty nice. Ah, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. um Trapped on a deserted island and can have three things. What are they?
2: Oh man. Three things. Oh my gosh. I just feel like I can't think about this too much. I would bring um my, my, my dog because I'm gonna get lonely. Mm-hmm. Um so Nala's coming with me. And uh <laughs> Lord, what else do I want? I need maybe I bring my Bible because I need to read and I'm gonna go crazy if I'm by myself. Yeah so why not grow with the lord um and then uh, i a family member. I'm not gonna say which one yet because I don't want to start a family <laughs> war. But one of them are coming with me, or okay. my boyfriend.
0: That's fair. One, a human. I was gonna say Jamal. It's like, yeah, I'm hear Jamal, this be like Come on, come on.
2: Sis. Yeah, I think me and Jamal would like drive each other absolutely nuts on a
0: deserted island. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, wait, is Nala from The Lion King?
2: Okay, yeah, Nala. The name is from The Lion King. So. Now that we have her, me and Jamal are kind of like on that type of role. So, like, we're going to try to name our dogs all from Disney.
0: Huh. That'd be hot. Awesome. We'll see. Jeez, Sam Fisher would love that.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sam Fisher? Don't get me started on Sam Fisher. I'm going to ask you about I'm her later on. <laughs> with Sam Fisher. Okay. Yes. Sorry.
0: Uh, so am I. So, I mean, it. Uh, poor, poor Kev probably thinks, like, what is this guy's obsession with sam fisher on this podcast <laughs> no if, it is totally valid oh if as soon as you talk to her once you're like oh, she's awesome
2: you literally cannot not love her like no. you have to love her and no. i am now a part of the sam fisher fan club and i could not be more
0: proud <laughs> we'll talk about her later <laughs> on <laughs> uh, where are we at here where are we at oh right there if you could go back and play one game over again which one is it
2: oh One game over again. That is just a really good question. I. uh, There are so many games that are just really pushing my brain right now, but I feel like if I were to play a game over again, it would have to be uh, when we beat, who was it? Utah. I think it was Utah. My freshman year to go, it was super regionals and it put Uh, us to the world series. Um, and it was the first time that my seniors, it was the first time any of us had ever been to the World Series. So that was a really special moment.
0: Yeah, that definitely would be. Yeah. Uh, best walk-up song you've used over your career?
2: Oh, man. I've got lots of them. But my favorite would have to be Hills and Valleys. And it is a worship song. And i it just really makes my heart ride at ease. And I'm like very... High strung, if you would say. Um, So I kind of need something to bring me back down to earth when I'm going up to (laughs) that.
0: That makes total sense. Yeah, I wouldn't. I can't tell your high string from watching on TV at all. What? Oh
2: my gosh, who would know? (laughs) Who would think that?
0: (laughs) Oh my! Uh, Two more here. Um, Favorite show to binge watch.
2: Oh goodness, I'm a binge watching queen. You could just ask them all, (laughs) but my favorite show it's either any cooking show obsessed could finish a whole thing in like a day but me and jamal love dancing with the stars and i if i could i would just rewatch them all over again
0: wow okay well cuz you love to dance right
2: yeah i just love to dance and i want to
0: learn <laughs> yeah yeah makes sense um last one here and this one's okay. close to me cuz i wore this number for my entire life as well why number 22
2: Okay. So when I was young, I, my mom wore 22. So I wanted to be just like my mom. So I wore the number. And then throughout my career, I kind of got lucky because when you go on a new team, you kind of just have to pick from what is available. Mm-hmm. And when I went to my new travel ball team, which was firecrackers, they actually had just graduated at 22. So I got to use number 22. And then when I got to college, twenty-two was available and coach tar had worn the number at UW2, which was really special to me.
0: Wow. That's yeah. Hey, that's I couldn't have got a better answer than that right there. Yeah, there yes, we go. There we go. <laughs> I got see my reason was I like growing up, I was I always loved double numbers, like you know what I mean, like like eighty-eight, totally. forty-four, and like up here in Canada hockey is of course is the king of sports and and uh I got to one of my teams and, and I saw, they had them all hanging there and I saw 22 and I was like, I want that number. And then from that day on, and it turned out to be, it's my mother's birthday as well. So it worked out well. well. there you go. Yeah. So a little backstory on me there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We're connected by our number.
0: Yes, that's right. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, let's go back to the beginning for you. Tell us uh, how little sis got her start in the game.
2: Oh, man. Little Sis was absolutely obsessed with baseball and softball. I started playing baseball when I was four, maybe. And I played with Maddie and Kendra. We were on each other's first ever baseball team because we were too young to play softball. So I played baseball in my first year for a little t-ball. And then I, my next year was the first year I started softball. Mm -hmm. And have been playing and loving it ever since. I have like the fondest memories of playing wall ball and playing wiffle ball in the front yard with all my friends. And it just literally brought me the most joy ever as a kid.
0: How fun is wiffle ball? Like,
2: Oh my gosh. And you know what? Now that I'm older and I like go home and I'll play with my friends still like, oh my gosh, I'm so lame. I'm 24 and I still play wiffle ball, but I, it's kind of hard. Like yes, it's not a big softball. Like that is a tiny little thing that moves quickly in the air. Yeah. And yeah, it's not as easy as it once was when I was a little lad.
0: No. did Have you seen videos of that professional, like wiffle ball league that they? it's in somebody's backyard, but they have the cameras set up and everything. It's like, it's, it's wild. Like, it's, it's, it is nuts. it's a professional wiffle ball and the, some of the pitches these guys are throwing. I'm like, what is going on? How do you even hit it?
2: That's what I'm saying. How do they hit that? Yeah. I would close my eyes and hope for the best and probably get hit <laughs> in the face. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying there. Um, yes. Okay. As far as your travel ball goes, I mean, this has been talked about before we have talked about time with the firecrackers. Um, mm-hmm. What your dad did for you was, you know, both amazing mm-hmm. and crazy all in one <laughs> mm-hmm. care to share that story with her with our listeners
2: <laughs> yeah of course so growing up i played with the same group of girls um so when i got out of rec ball i started playing like on a travel team when i was 10 and we were the tri-county smash and i was coached by my parents and um a couple other people but mike based in Was kind of like our head coach. He really helped me a lot when I was young. So I played for Mike all the way up until like the last year of 14U, maybe 16U, not sure. But I made my... From there, I made my move to Tony's team, which I am from Northern California. I'm from Ceres. And the drive from Ceres to Huntington Beach was like five to six hours one way. Um, seven when traffic's bad. So yeah. And we kind of it was a really, really hard decision, obviously for my family. Um, but also for me. I grew up with these girls. I loved them to death and I was comfortable. Like they were the people that they were my people. I knew that they would have my back. I was comfortable playing with them and I'd never really played with anyone else. So going like seven hours away and meeting all of these people that I have never even seen before. I'd never even had conversations with any of the girls. It was really, really scary for me. Um, but it ended up being like the best decision that we could have ever made. And I am a much, I am just a better human because of it, because Mm. of the experience. So yeah, my dad is absolutely not so crazy. He (laughs) would, So he, um, I forget, he works at a factory. He like makes cans and my mom works at a cannery. They put the fruit in the cans. So my dad would get off of work. Oh, he's so crazy. And he would go to sleep right away. And we'd get up at like one or two o'clock in the morning and drive to Huntington. To play in a tournament. And then after the games on Sunday, well, we'd usually stay with a teammate there. Mm. And then after the games on Sunday, we'd get back in the car and make our drive home, get home at same, maybe like midnight or one or two and go to bed. I would have school the next day and dad would have work the next day. And I seriously, looking back, I cannot believe like the sacrifices that my family made to mm-hmm. do that. Um, but I'm like forever grateful for having that experience.
0: That's unreal. Like it, it's, re- it really it's is. It's crazy.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. Now, th- did I read that? Like, did you almost quit the game? Like around the, like when you were younger?
2: Yep. So that year, my first year, like I said, it was, it was really scary for me. I, Felt so comfortable on my old team, which is kind of why we had to make that decision to go out there. Mm. Um, I was already committed to Washington and I am very competitive and I knew that I wanted to be an impact player when I got there. I wanted to help the program in any way that I could. So getting out of my comfort zone was something that I needed to do. So my sophomore year, I was, um on the team and typically on that team sophomores are kind of they start to learn the way and then they'll start to play junior senior year well um our third baseman tore her acl and so our shortstop had to play third so then sis kind of got thrown into the mix um so i was the starting shortstop as in my first year um so one, I was literally terrified. I was so scared of like making a mistake or I felt like I was going to embarrass myself. Like I thought that I was kind of having some imposter syndrome. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough to be on this team. Um, and all of those kind of just added up into drive homes with my dad of me just bawling my eyes out like, dad, I can't do this. And, um, I remember vividly being at the airport in Georgia and I was, I literally broke down in the airport. How embarrassing. <laughs> um, crying to my dad about how I didn't want to play, but not just on Tony's team. I didn't want to play. Like I was done with softball. i wow. It was causing me so much stress and anxiety. I couldn't like literally couldn't fathom going and playing again like I didn't want to play which if like now in this space that I'm in now I I'm grateful that I went through that but I Mm -hmm. it's so mind-boggling that I went through an experience like that because this game has taught me everything in the whole wide world and is it brings me the most ultimate joy that anything could ever bring me so Mm -hmm. in that moment I was just so defeated so like I I can't even describe the emotions I was feeling. So my dad, he's like the greatest man on earth. And he let me cry, hugged me through it and was kind of just like, we're going to try to tough it out as much as we can. And if this is the decision you want to make, I'm going to love you through it. And I'm going to have your back. Mm -hmm. So um, I went on with the summer and at like the biggest tournament ever, it's like our nationals at Premier I got pulled in our last game and we ended up losing and I felt relieved when I got pulled because I was like, finally, like, I don't have stress on me. I'm not going to make a mistake. That's going to cause our team to lose. And on the way home, my dad kind of learned also, like sometimes I just need to sit and think before we talk (laughs) about the games. So, um, which he was so awesome about because seven hour car ride ride home with crazy dad could never happen. So (laughs) he was like my biggest cheerleader, biggest supporter. So that car ride going home, I made a commitment to him and to myself that I was never going to allow myself to get in that space again. And I needed to figure out a way to not only help myself, but to be the best version of myself to help my teammates because I don't want to be in that space. I can't be in that space if I want to be in this game because it's bigger than me. It's about the team and I need to be in a space where I can help the team. So after that, I kind of like went back to my roots. I took a little break and then I started playing wall ball again and I started doing things that made me fall in love with the game. And I mean, just like that, I, I also think talking about it with my dad helped me so much. I was just Mm -hmm. internalizing so much of it. And I, it was just eating me up inside and I hadn't talked about it because I didn't want to disappoint anyone. So verbalizing it and talking about it with my dad and him having like loving me through it and kind of, it's my decision to make. I think that's ultimately what really helped me get through that really, really tough time.
0: Right on. Your dad sounds like an awesome guy.
2: <laughs> oh my say. gosh. <laughs> he is the best. Yeah. The best ever. Yeah. Isn't so.
0: It, isn't it funny though? You said you went back to, you know, playing wall So Isn't it funny how like the things that made you fall in love with it, just doing the simple things brings it right back for you?
2: Yeah. It brought it right back. Like doing things on my own that really made it joyful for me. Mm. Like, ugh, it. It brought me right back. So I'm forever grateful that I went through that experience, though, because I think that if I had never experienced that, I would kind of take advantage of the joy that I get when I play. Like, I know how bad it is Mm -hmm. when you're really going through it, which also helps me to help my teammates and my friends that go through the same experience because it's normal. Like, Mm -hmm. it is totally normal to feel those feelings and... Um, the only way you can get through it is by literally going through it and talking to people and finding ways to have joy outside of the game and finding different loves and passions. So I feel like a much, much better woman because I went through that experience. Yep.
0: For sure. Great message right there. Um, you mentioned that you had already were committed to Washington at this, at this point, uh, Tell us about the recruiting process. When did it begin and what led to choosing Washington as a school?
2: Yes. Okay. Well, I had a very unique experience. Um, I, When I was young, I played softball because my brother played baseball and my family loved it and I loved it. So that's why I played. I didn't play thinking like, I want, to get a scholarship out of this. I didn't even know that was a thing until I was watching in 09 when Washington won the World Series. And that was the first year that I had watched. And I was like, dad, dude, like, I want to go there. And he's like, sis, LOL. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, okay, girl. And from that point on, I I had my mindset on. I'm like, dad, I'm going to Washington. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I. Uh, went my dad and my mom, they figured out times for me to go to camps there. Um I my aunt had lived down in Seattle at the time. So we'd come stay with my Aunt Heather and I would go to camp on the weekend. And we did that. Oh man, I can't remember how many camps we went to, but um we would just come to camp like once a year. And I literally did not go to any other college camp. Like I knew that I wanted to go to UW and obviously if it didn't work out, we would have found other options, right, but right, yeah. I had my heart completely set on in it. My parents knew, my family knew that I wanted to go to Washington. So we did that for a couple of years. And then the time came where they could start, um, talking about scholarships, talking about recruiting and, at one of the camps, we talked about it. And it was my, it was my eighth grade summer going into my freshman year. And I verbally committed to Washington at one of the camps. And it was, it's literally like storybook. Like, I don't know how I got so lucky. I don't know how the stars aligned so beautifully for me. But I went to Washington and I had the most amazing experience and it all happened because little sis in oh nine was like dad i'm going to washington like what in the world that is so crazy
0: now so like after that like of course when you get to washington like would you ever see like well i imagine you did like danielle Lori, and and jen Saline and and morgan and those those girls that were on that team
2: yeah so my freshman year totally full circle um Jen Salling was my GA my freshman year oh wow so the woman that is literally on my fridge at home still on my fridge mind you um she yeah she was my GA and she was there with me my first year and i was totally starstruck and was like yes ma'am anything you say jen saling and uh,
0: she's so now, awesome though eh
2: she is incredible i was like so scared of her because you know, I grew up like idolizing her. Right. And now she's like one of my closest friends. She, so she was my GA my freshman year. And then this past year, she was a facilitator at AU. And me and her got oh, really, right. really, really close. And I am literally obsessed with her. And I think that she is one of the best humans that I've ever come across. So,
0: yes, yes.
2: So it's just crazy because experiences like that would have never happened. Relationships like that would have never happened for me if I didn't
0: no, that's come right. to the. That's right. That's right. Now that must've been funny for, you know, Coach her and the recruiting, like, you know, process being like, well, there's this girl that says she only wants to go to UW. And <laughs> and
2: here yeah, she is. Like what <laughs> a crazy girl. <laughs> yeah. Then
0: like, they see I'm, and then they see and they're like, okay, we'll definitely take her.
2: <laughs> you know, and now I hear stories about how recruiting is now and I like, they can go on five visits that are like right. paid for all this craziness. And I'm like, I that is crazy to me. I I am like mind blown because I was just so gun ho on I yep. going to Washington. Like if that was available when I was still young, I don't even know what I would do. I really don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, people, they'll be. Well, you have a free trip here, sis. Nah, that's all right. I, I'm good no, with Washington. <laughs>
2: I'm good. I know I want to go there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So what? Yeah. What's the biggest thing you remember about arriving on campus freshman year?
2: Oh, I, uh, let's see the biggest thing I remember. I mean, the relationships are like the biggest part of all of this for me. So, mm-hmm. um, I played with Taylor Van Z in travel ball my sophomore year on. And well, I guess we played just my sophomore year together on Tony's team. Um, so I had had a relationship with Taylor prior, and then getting there my freshman year, and getting to spend every day with Taylor again, I remember um, she would go do some extra cardio or extra hitting, and she would always ask me if I wanted to come. and it's something that really stuck with me because after that, I if I'm gonna go do extra fielding or extra hitting, whatever it is, I always brought someone with me because I know how special. And how much better it made me when Taylor did that. So mm-hmm. um that's something that really, really stuck stuck with me from my freshman year and from Taylor.
0: Not. Now, was there a big adjustment for you initially? Like, you know, as far as, you know, moving away from home, you know, anything like off off the field kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, I honestly, I was so in love with everything about <laughs> Utah softball and about the people that I didn't get too much of the homesickness. I I mean, mind you, I called my parents like mm, every day, yeah. brother. Um, and FaceTime was like a blessing because I get to see my family. So it doesn't even feel like I'm a million bajillion miles away. Right. So that was a really big help for me. But honestly, since I was so close with my teammates and my coaches, it, it wasn't too too big of a transition i also think that that experience that i had traveling every weekend helped me a lot as well
0: right no doubt and i mean i think the fact that you know you come across as a as a people person and you know always totally. happy and stuff i i that would definitely help help as well because you know people probably gravitate towards you and you know oh geez i'm hitting my mic and everything Listen, i'm moving my hands <laughs> all around here <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> trying to explain this and uh but yeah no that's yeah. just what i figured
2: Yeah, I was, I feel like, man, like there's never really time that I had to like sit and be sad because I was always out with my teammates. If it was going to coffee or going to church or Mm -hmm. literally going anywhere, I feel like I was always surrounded by really loving humans.
0: Right, right. Now there's one thing I like to ask all my guests that have played NCAA. Do you remember your first game?
2: Okay, my first game truly was a blur it happened so fast um it was in mexico i remember my first ever college hit was a drag bunt how odd sis oh my gosh how on brand um that i do remember that but everything else is kind of a blur
0: okay two one win in in 10 innings against against auburn Auburn.
2: there you go yeah and you were three three for five Hey,
0: there it is. Not a bad way to kick off the campaign. What? <laughs> Look at
2: you. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Well.
0: <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, when I went back and looked, two of your hits were bunts.
2: Hey, yep, that's what I'm saying. There you go. Very on brand for sis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, you know, fooling the opposition. They think they got the book on you, and then you're like, ha, ah, I'm just going to throw down some dregs here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, it is one of my favorite things to do, indeed. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Now, of course, you guys would go on to advance to the women's college world series that year. What's the biggest thing you remember about experience that OKC atmosphere for the first time?
2: I remember I was so nervous. Um, like I said, it was the first time that any of us, any of us had been there. So um, it's not even like Allie could like try to calm me down because it was all of our first time. So mm-hmm. I remember the when we first got there that we went on the field and we were kind of checking it out and I just looked around and I was like man like I am really here right now and I'm like getting emotional explaining this but yeah. I it was just like I was so starstruck by like the environment by everything about it I remember my first ground ball after I had thrown it to first I was like okay I'm good I'm ready now. Yeah. Like I just needed that one, that one play to get me comfortable and let's do this thing. And after that, I kind of mellowed out and was where my feet were. Um, but before that, oh my gosh, heart beating out my chest. It was craziness.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the the spotlight on it is just is Man. intense. 100%.
2: Yeah. yeah. But how how grateful I am for oh, no being doubt. in those no environments. Doubt. It, yeah, it's the coolest experience ever.
0: Yeah. Um, so if you go on, have a great freshman season. You'd hit 338 NFCA freshman of the year finalist. What do you feel was your biggest takeaway from that season?
2: Oh, goodness. Honestly, my freshman year, I kind of put my head down and, it sounds weird, but like I did what I was told. So I, if they needed me to play second or third or literally wherever, I'm down. Yes, coach, I will do whatever you need. And um, I remember learning from Allie, and that was the only year that I got to play with Allie. So I was just a complete fly on the wall. Anything she said, I it was going straight into my brain, and I would remember it. And I was just trying to soak up all of my time with her. Um, I remember Casey Stangle was a senior that year and she led the team in the most beautiful, like gracious, selfless way. So I remember also trying to take as many mental notes I could of the way that she led the team. And her persona and how she made everybody feel around her, and I wanted to emulate all of that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to soak it all up and be Casey Stangle and Ali Aguilar mixed into one person um so like I said, it's the people like I just remember like loving them so hard and wanting to be just like them um that was like my biggest what I remember most from my freshman year. Right
0: on. Right on. Now, of course, I mean, we all marvel at your defensive abilities, you know, highlight after highlight. Like I mentioned earlier, three time, three time Pac-12 defensive player of the year. Just how much do you work on that part of your game? Yeah,
2: it defense is so fun to me. So it's so easy for me to want to to do defense, you Mm, know? Yeah. Um, so I my sophomore year or my no my junior my brother was a GA for us how cool um so he went to grad school at UW and he was the GA so i would literally hound him i'm like jimmy i need you to hit me ground balls and it would just be like 20 30 minutes it'd be me and man maybe sigh at the time uh i would bring someone with me but Maybe Taryn, um, but it would kind of be like me and Jim's time together too because we're both so busy. Wow. So, mixing, how, how awesome was that? Oh my God, it was the best experience ever. And I, like I said, I'm obsessed with him. I think he's the best person on planet Earth. So, <laughs> having my best friend live with me, slash, like be around me every day because he was RGA, I just felt like the luckiest human ever. So, yeah, it was kind of like our time together, our little 20 minutes that we get. Um and he was like the best. He'd be like, "Am I hitting these right?" I'm like, "Yeah, Jim. If I like missed one, I'd like get so mad, right?" And yeah. he's like, "I'm sorry." I'm like, "I'm not mad at you. Hit it that way again." Like totally crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so I I would pretty much do something extra just about every day. If it was defense or getting some extra swings in because if I wasn't doing extra, I didn't feel like prepared when game time came around. Right. So I was always figuring out a way to get extra work in when I could so that I felt confident at practice and I felt prepared in the games and all of that jazz.
0: <sighs> what a way to put it. I mean, all the all the all the young ones listening should listen to the, actually not even the, everybody listening, <laughs> even the ones in our game playing right now. Like that's. Man, that's great great advice right there. Put in the work. I love it.
2: Yeah, and then you have all of the freedom in the world to be confident when you're in those spaces. That's right.
0: That's right. Um I got to ask about the 2020 season. Uh you come out on an absolute tear. Teams 23 and 2, you're hitting 529 in what's supposed to be your senior season and it gets shut down due to the pandemic. What kind of roller coaster ride of emotions <laughs> were you on at this time? <laughs> Oh my gosh.
2: It was absolutely crazy. And I also got a concussion that year in preseason. So I was out for a month and some, maybe it was like my worst concussion that I've gotten. So um, I dove. It was so weird. I dive all the time and I (laughs) dove for a ball and the whiplash. I knew, right. I've had a couple, maybe more than a couple of concussions in my life. So I, when I got up, I knew it immediately. I was like, I am not okay right now. That's so weird. Like I didn't even hit my head. What's happening. So I told Taryn, I was like, dude, my head is not right. Like, I don't know what happened. So she was like in best friend fashion was Mm -hmm. like, you need to tell Liz, if you don't tell Liz, I'm going (laughs) to tell her. And I'm like, OMG. So told my trainer. And then on the way home, we had we were in florida and we were driving to georgia or something crazy and i took the concussion test and it was it was pretty gnarly i was out for for a good while and then right when i got back was right before pack and that's right when everything got shut down so wow. it was it was pretty crazy
0: yeah and i mean especially in your senior season too i mean
2: oh my gosh thinking
0: it was all it done
2: was, it was literally crazy. Like I went home and I was, I was already kind of not in a great mental space, the concussion, everything happened so fast. So I was at least happy that I was home with my people because it was like, I, there was so much uncertainty and man, it's hard to like find the silver lining when we have literally no clue what's happening in the world, not just in the softball space. So, Mm -hmm. um, I remember when they were going to make the decision on if we could have the year back, um, if I could get my senior year granted back. And I was literally so nervous and my Boyfriend Jamal was home with me, and all of my guy friends were home, so they all came over and we played wiffle ball in the front yard like we used to. <laughs> um, while I waited for that because I could not just sit, no, so we went out and played wiffle ball. And then through, I remember seeing the notification and Coach Tara texted me, and so I told everybody, and we were all cheering in the front yard. And
0: <laughs> oh, that <laughs> so must have been awesome. But that must have been awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah. So. Um, when that announcement did come out, I, man, I don't think I've ever been happier in my entire lifetime. So
0: no doubt. So what was the mindset going into 2021?
2: Man, I was, I had like a new gratitude for the game. I, it was taken away from us so quickly that I, one, I was just hoping that we didn't go backwards and that it wouldn't get shut down again. But I also was just playing every day like it was my last because it felt like it was like just a year ago. So there was a new type of gratitude. There was a new type of, um, like love for the uncertainty and loving the hard and all of that. And I, I was just so happy that I got that year back with the people that I love. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No doubt. Like, it's just like a, you know, it's one of those second chance things. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, oh, but I get, actually, I, sticking with that year, I know it didn't end the way you wanted to, but I got to ask about the, the selection Sunday from that year. Oh, I, man. I can remember playing this day, watching them announce you guys as a 16th seed. <laughs> and I mean, there's no celebration. You guys get up and walk out of the room. Safe yeah, to, we safe were to say bit. you guys weren't in a good mood. <laughs> we were a bit upset about well, no that. No doubt. Yeah. I, no wonder. Yeah. I,
2: man... That was such a time. And honestly, I'm like such a competitor that I feel like we have to beat the best to be the best anyways. So bring it on. Like, let's go OU. And they are certainly a very good softball team. So um, we ended up losing there and we didn't go to the World Series. But I remember so vividly after that game, it was my last game ever, my boyfriend surprised me, he was there in the stands with my family. Um, And I, I just remember hugging Pat Moore, and we're bawling our eyes out. And I wasn't I had like no regret in my heart. I wasn't mad. I just felt like at peace. I Mm -hmm. felt um, like a chapter was closing. And I didn't I didn't have any regret. I didn't have any like anger. I was just so like in love with everyone around me that I, I couldn't even be upset. Mm -hmm. I was sad that I wasn't going to be able to share the field and like work towards something with these people again. But I felt so much peace and love because I was, how lucky am I to be it, even be in this situation with all of these amazing humans, like look at all of the people that I love around me. Right. So I felt gratitude and I felt love. And um, it's certainly not what I expected to feel. Like if you think you're pl- you played your last game and you got run rolled by the best the team that ended up winning, yeah. like you would think that I would be mad or sad. And I just remember feeling like gratitude and love and peace. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Wow. What a way to look at it. That's that's great. It was yeah. that was also a big moment for you know the game as well because I mean that was nationally televised on ABC. And yeah, I think was. there was like over two million two million viewers for it.
2: Yeah. What a what a cool experience for our sport. Yeah. One hundred percent. And more growth. Unfortunately, we got our. Booty's kicked, but hey, it's, it's all for a bigger purpose, you know, there's Yes, always bigger meaning.
0: Yeah. And I mean that, that more, I think that more or less kickstarted everything prior to the Women's Called World Series. And I mean, that's ever since then, I mean, the numbers aren't lying at what's been coming in. So.
2: Yeah, you know. it's really incredible. I, there's just so much so much potential and room for this sport to keep growing. And it's, it's really, really exciting. Oh,
0: big time, big time. So looking back now, what, what, uh, you know, what are some of the great memories you have from your time at Washington? You know whether it's on, on the field or off the field.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I'm sure there's a few. <laughs> there's like a million and I, I'm so boring. Cause I keep talking about the people, but one of the biggest memories slash takeaways, um, I really started exploring my faith my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Um, Allie was, she would, was very persistent on always inviting us. And even if we didn't want to go, like she wasn't putting any pressure on us at all, but she would always invite. And I wanted to get to know Allie. So I would go and I'd go to church with them. And it's, it brought me this cool way of exploring my faith on my own, which I really enjoyed. Um, I would go to church and then we would do athlete Bible study on Wednesdays. And it was a way for me to start learning different things about myself and about my faith. And that's something that I will be forever grateful for UW and for my relationship with Allie, because she makes me want to be a better person every day. So Mm -hmm. Um, that is a big takeaway. I, I met my boyfriend here, which is also, um, pretty freaking rad if you ask me. So yeah, I met my best friend, so he's still finishing up his career. Um, he's playing basketball, correct? yeah, Yeah. Yep. He's got his last year and then just the relationships. Like I keep saying it, but even with the coaches like coach tar is someone that is 100% going to be in my life forever. Mm -hmm. And she getting to know her as my coach and now as a friend, um, I literally could not be more thankful that I got to grow and learn from such a beautiful, strong woman. And I just hope that I can have, um, just a little bit of her leadership and strength, and all of her bad booty, um, mm. all of the way that she leads the team, and I—I I just hope that I can be a little bit more like her every day. Right on. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And my education, like, dang, I Boy. have a undergrad and graduate degree from UW. That's
0: pretty stinking cool. There you go. The, the thing you went there for, correct?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and of course, play softball.
2: Yeah. And to play softball a little here and there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, of course, we got to talk about Athletes Unlimited. Um, yes. May 10th, 2021, you get drafted into AU. How awesome was that when you got the news?
2: Literally the best thing ever. And I was the last draftee. And I remember literally like peeing my pants. Like, (laughs) dude, am I not going to get drafted? Like, this is what I want. I want to play so bad. Um, And then my whole team was watching it. We watched it before we had practice. And we had a little party in there. It felt so good to have all of the people that I love celebrate with me. And then we got to go out and practice after. So... um, such a cool experience for sure. You probably had a
0: pretty good pep in your step at practice after oh, that. Oh, I was didn't running
2: <laughs> around. I was yelling, doing my good old sis. Yes, oh, of no course. Doubt.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, what was it? What was it like when you arrived at Rosemont?
2: I so my roommate my first year was Taryn Alvello, mm-hmm. um, and me and her were super close when she played at UW. So I was so excited that we are going to spend these next couple weeks together. Um, so I got there, she picked me up and um, we went to the dome. I got to meet everybody. I was also a little bit nervous um, because all of these people, like I totally fangirled over, like I looked up to these people. I watched them play for so many years. So like meeting Amanda Lorenz and Kat Osterman like I was literally so scared and now Amanda Lorenz is like one of my best friends so how goofy of me to be so scared <laughs> but um, yeah it's AU is like the most unique experience it's like once in a lifetime oh, and yeah. I'm so so lucky that I get to do it
0: Oh, I, I, I rave about it all the time on here I, I love it like it's just like I said it's a breath of fresh air really when it comes to you know it's, it's a different format and you know the whole drafting system and whatnot I, I just i love it like it's totally so awesome so actually i I have a couple questions from from a u for you- w- why number ninety six
2: so somebody was number twenty two um amanda sanchez was twenty two my first year uh. so I didn't have a whole bunch of options, but my brother was born in 1996. So oh, that was go. kind of my connection to the number. All right, And then, yeah. And then I was 22 at AUX right. and then Odyssey was number 22 for her friend that had passed away. So I went back uh, to 96 for AU.
0: Right, 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 right. Okay. That's, hey, I got my answer. That's what I needed yeah, right there.
2: Yeah, there you go. That's, that's a, for a good great old answer. Jimmy Bates. There we go. There we go.
0: Um <laughs> We talked about it at the beginning. How cool is Sam Fisher?
2: (laughs) She's literally. Okay. The funny thing is, is my first year, we never played together and we never really like got to hang out. So I didn't even know the, all of the greatness of Sam Fisher. So when I went to AUX, man, I think we were on the first team together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how did I live my life without you? (laughs) Literally, like... I feel like we are long lost best friends and we, I didn't even like know that I was missing out on all of this beautiful greatness. And now we are like inseparable. We are besties and I get to chat with her all the time and I just feel so lucky.
0: Did she, uh, did she make you watch Harry Potter or... (laughs)
2: so i've already seen harry potter thank goodness so i get the references when she um makes the comments so we for sure bonded over that and we bonded over her little pepper Uh, i he's just so goofy and light and silly and makes everybody feel so good yeah and I like seriously cannot get enough of her. If I could like bottle her up and keep her here in Seattle with me, I would.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, I can't. I'm definitely texting her after this interview and saying, you're you're going to have to listen to the same because we fangirled over you. (laughs)
2: Oh my gosh. And I will literally never stop.
0: (laughs) Actually, you know know what's funny? You know what's funny? One of the, uh, one of the diving plays that you made last year in a, or this year in AU and you could see that her at third base, and she, she's jumping up and down. And if no, if you look from behind, it's she looks like she's a kid having a temper tantrum, but she's yes. just so excited. And holy cow, I laugh so hard when I every time I watch that video.
2: <laughs> yes, and like you, you don't get it. Like when I would dive and like make a catch, I was like, "Cool, like I caught it, nice." <laughs> when I would see Sam's face, I would be like nothing else matters in the world <laughs> right now, other than Sam Fisher.
0: <laughs> oh, and she so like,
2: awesome. oh, literally, like, it would make me so happy. There's a video of me like, catching a line drive or something that I do for and I got up and I'm like, smiling. And then I see Sam and I have the biggest, like, cheesiest <laughs> smile on my face. And that, if I could like, describe Sam, it's that like, literally, yeah. you can't help but like, smiling and being happy when you're around
0: Sam. 100%. 100%. And I actually, I got to say my favorite play that you made from the season was the one that you made the diving play on the ground and you threw it back door to Sam to the force at third.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: That was such a fantastic that's,
2: play. That's my girl. And Hey, that doesn't happen if Sam's not there because that right. was such a funky play. But sam was covering like what a genius softball savvy smart girl Mm -hmm. she is
0: yeah i mean we could probably do an episode on sam but uh
2: no literally like (laughs) i need to come back and we need to only talk about let's just
0: do it i'll both of you on that would be amazing
2: oh my gosh you don't want that
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay i will say that okay i will say this about au there was one thing that upset me this year tell me the fact that you were not on the all defensive team that was mind boggling oh, to me. But I mean, that's not to take away from Hannah and Anessa either because they had amazing oh seasons up the middle. But I think I think they should have added a third. That's just my personal opinion. Oh,
2: thank you. <laughs> I man, they the women there are just so good. Oh, for and sure. Yes. Hannah and Misa, like you you can't win, man. Those girls are just so, so good. Mm-hmm. Like they're so good. I cannot and who was I telling the other day? I don't remember who I was telling, but I'm like a super visual learner. So like, I'll see somebody do something and my body starts to like do it. Mm-hmm. So I would watch Hannah and Anissa. I'm not kidding. And I would start like doing mannerisms that they do. And I'm like, honestly, <laughs> I'm not even mad. Like, I want to keep doing this. I want to like morph into a little mini Hannah and Anissa, like mixed to assist. I want to be all of them.
0: Holy cow. That would be, what a player right there. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but seriously, I, I am like a total fangirl over them and mm. i think that they deserve it so much.
0: Yeah, for sure. So obviously, you you're back for next season? Yes. yeah oh, uh,
2: hopefully. Yes.
0: Well, I, you'll be there. Come on. <laughs> All right. On to player association. We end the podcast with it. I'm throwing out some names to you.
2: Okay.
0: If you have a story, let it fly. First one. Kendra Hackbarth.
2: Kendra Hackbarth, so many stories. Um, Grew up when we were little munchkins together. Like when I say grew up, I mean like take baths together type of grow up. We were like tiny little munchkins. Um, I remember when we were small, we both had like the bangs straight across. And we looked like the – like we would go out and play in the dirt. And we would just have dirt all over our face. And our bangs were like everywhere – and that when I think of Kendra and our friendship, that's what I think of, of us <laughs> literally like being so gross and playing in the mud and just being gross little girls.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. that's fantastic. uh next Ali Aguilar
2: Ali is an angel um she Ali and I have very different personalities, but in like the best way, Ali is like super analytical. And she makes me better in like asking why. Like I sometimes I'm just like a go-with-the-flow type of gal, which I do love about myself, but sometimes I think I need to be a little bit more analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Allie really helps me in that way. And she is a big reason why I got into my faith. So that's what I think of when I think of Allie.
0: Right on. Uh next up, uh friends of the show, Gabby Plane. <laughs>
2: Gabby Plain, my little Aussie queen. Um, Gabby, I am obsessed with Gabby and I will never lose this obsession. I will have it forever. And when I think of Gabby, I, I try to explain this to like my dad or my brother and me and Gabby, when we like play together, we don't like, if you like watch, we don't like say anything. Like we would like, literally like nod our heads at each other and we like know what each other are thinking and that's all we needed. Like I would just turn around and she'd be like, Hey mate on the field. (laughs) And I just nod my head. I'm like, yeah, let's go, babe. Like let's do this thing. And just like unspoken, like friendship slash understanding slash trust that we had and just beautiful. Love, love, love.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, two more here. Uh, Taryn Alvello.
2: Taryn Alvello my she's a very motherly figure in my life um she being around taryn i feel like warm and fuzzy inside because i know that she's always going to have my back and she'll always protect me no matter what um so i adore her and i know that she's going to be a big part of my life forever
0: awesome last and certainly not least coach heather tar
2: ah. Coach Tar, man, I could go on and on about her, but I just feel like I'm forever indebted to her. Um, I, she allowed me to come to UW and because of that, um, I've met my best friends in the world. I've had a once in a lifetime experience um, and just the person that she is. I'm so, so, so lucky that I get to be around her every day, even when I'm not coaching, um, she'll still go hit with me or like just FaceTime me and talk to me. Like how cool is it that I'm now friends wow. with someone that I completely idolized and still do. Mm. Um, so I just, I feel really lucky to, um, have her
0: friendship. That's awesome. She, she's one of those ones. I would love to have on the podcast and just yes. pick her brain. You know what I mean? Like oh, just, just, there's,
2: So much knowledge in there.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now that actually, this is a little side thing now, now that you had that little taste, taste of coaching, is that something that's in the cards for you down the road?
2: Yeah, I, I am a total softball nerd. And, um, I think once I'm done playing myself, that that's when I'll really dive into coaching. Mm -hmm. It was kind of hard for me to juggle all of the things that I have, um, while I was coaching. So I think once I start to take a step away from playing, that's when I'll really start diving into coaching. But I mean, right now I give lessons and that kind of gives me my fix of helping the next generation, which I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I think that one day, um, I for sure will get into coaching and I cannot be on this podcast and not talk about JT D'Amico. He was my infield coach at UW and now he's at Georgia. But oh, right he um, is literally so amazing, and he has taught me almost everything I know about defense. And he made it so joyful for me. And now. I get to share those love and passions that he gave me to the next generation, which is pretty sink and cool.
0: Awesome. I'm glad you got that showdown in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had to shove it in there.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go. What a great way to end assist. Listen, I got to thank you so much for taking time to come on the podcast. This has been amazing.
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was seriously so fun.
0: Absolutely. Best of luck at the Pan Am Championships. Unfortunately, I'll have to cheer against you when you're playing Canada. Uh, That's okay, <laughs> but, uh, I understand. But uh, best of luck next year at AU. You are definitely going to be there. I don't care what you say, and <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch watch you out there doing your thing.
2: Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, sis. Of course. Take so care. Much.
1: I'm taking time off from the acting, I gotta relax, I need a new beat Yo, for stroll, I got a few treats, you been up in the city no, long, only two weeks Cool, well, I'm sorry about the weather, it's been raining all week, I hope it gets a little better Either way, class, listen, I got an ill vision but a song I'm working on You think you got the right rhythm? Man, come on Shit, that'll break your neck. I used up what I want, but you can take what's left. Don't give me bullshit, dog. You know I blaze the set. You know you got stuff to save OS. I got an ill concept, hip hop. How I paid a real long distance. What? Well, 1987. I've been rapping in the ciphers and the sessions, and i am still be getting stressed on the block. You know it's, it's hard, hard to be hip hop. Ain't nobody staying real. Uh. Don't pay bills when you showcase skill. Uh. Ain't nobody living off And doing wear males. The paint train rails, that's real. It's hard to be hip hop. Raps ain't real Cause I don't pack steel Do my tracks appeal And to the mass appeal Watch a fast they fail Yeah I'm hip hop son Until my casket sealed. sail It's hard in the culture When the fans are fickle Understand my issue Yo, man, man will diss you One minute you are whack And then you jam official And then they switch again Throw bottles of cancer hit you First they loved LL And then they hated them And then they loved them again And they degraded them So lately, basically I don't know if I can play To win survival of the fittest Let me see what type of shape I'm in Yo, stro- when I was younger Like 19 huh. I could spend all day Writing rhyme schemes huh. Spitting freestyle And cypher in the streets But now I got responsibility Yo, it's hard to be
0: are you downsizing maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted well tim eisner at royal le atlantic is the guy for you With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner Strikes Again.